everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest business association in the country, representing a million jobs in the state of New Jersey. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. We release a new episode every other Friday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some insurance. I feel like I say that faster and faster and faster every time. Maybe you can just cut it down. You know, like if you're that, you know, tired of going through it. Just, I'm not tired of plus it. Plus, you need the script every time. <laughs> so maybe, like, if you can get it shorter, you can just memorize it's it. It's like a security blanket. Okay. I really like the script. Okay. But if you really liked the script, you wouldn't be <laughs> rushing through it. It's a family-friendly show, otherwise I would Okay. <laughs> so before we get started, just a couple housekeeping matters. This show, as Kate mentioned, airs every other Friday and is available everywhere you can get a podcast. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon's Echo, or even on YouTube for people who don't know how to use a podcast. If you love us, we really appreciate the full five stars on whatever network you happen to be listening to this to, especially iTunes. If you hate us, by all means, write into no reply at njbia.org. <laughs> write the lengthiest email you can, and I will not read it. No, in all seriousness, opb at njbia.org is where you can send all your feedback. So by all means, I mean, do that. if they hate a show as sweet and lovely as ours, maybe they need some therapy. Yeah, they got like problems. Maybe, maybe it's not us; it's them. Sure. Yeah, I can get behind that. Okay. So Rashad Bajwa is here today from Domain Computer Services. This is actually your second time being on the show. And since the first time, you've become a board member at NJBIA, which we decided to take full credit for yeah. because our show is kind it's of a springboard us. for success. <laughs> but say hi, let the audience hear your voice. How's everyone doing? Uh, thanks for having me back. Proud. Am I, by the way, the first second time? Or have you had other no, second time? No, we Daniela had Daniela. Velez was the first yeah. second Okay, well, I know yeah. Daniela, so then, yeah. then yeah, I But you would be the first yeah. outside of BIA person okay. to come back. And technically, she was only the first because we were going to run out of episodes, so Vinny and I were going to do an episode just of us. Okay. And she walked past the studio, and she just decided to crash the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But it was a great okay. episode. We loved really having her on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back. I, I, I appreciate being the, the second official requested uh, invited party for uh, for your podcast. Yeah, Absolutely. We're really excited. Absolutely. All right. So today's icebreaker is, would you rather lose all of your money or all of your pictures? That's a sadistic question. It is. You know, that's like a superhero thing. <laughs> you know, like they put like Chris O'Donnell in one thing and Nicole Kidman in the other and Batman has to choose like one or the other. I don't think I know who Chris O'Donnell is. Wait, you never Robin? saw Batman Forever? It was like Robin and yeah. uh, Chase Meridian. Or or better yet, like the, the only real supervillain that did this right was Lex Luthor. So if you saw Superman the movie, he sent one missile to Hackensack, oh! New Jersey and the other one to oh, the San Andreas Fault. Because yes! that's not 10 feet away from each other where you can just save both. Because every superhero just saves both. That's right. But Superman had to pick, and because New Jersey is awesome, he picked Hackensack, <laughs> New Jersey to save. That's was it really Hackensack? Yes. I do not remember <laughs> that. I saw that I movie. I mean, I remember the movie, and that's actually like superhero timeline that I remember, because all these new ones <laughs> sure. I, I kind uh -huh. of I don't really follow as well. Right. Mm. But I didn't realize it was Hackensack. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Wow. Hackensack, New Jersey. Shout out. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, that's a anyway, heinous, sadistic question. It is. So, yeah. I know. I can't take credit for making up the question. I can just take credit for stealing it and offering it to the group. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, it's a deep question. I know. Mm, it really deep. is. Yeah. yeah. So just, um, I guess, as a uh, point of reference or an FYI, or I don't know what this is, but um, I think you know this. Five years ago, my parents' house burned down. Oh. I did not know that, actually. Yes. Mm. And, and it was a horrible thing. It Like, to the ground, into the basement, it was mud and ashes left. So they did lose every single photograph, 
you know, um, Christmas ornaments, everything. And so if I've learned anything from that, it is that every single thing is replaceable. I thought you were going to say they were like, at least we kept the money. (laughs) Like, like that's where you got this question from. No, no. So if I had to choose, I would lose my pictures because I would be able to get them back somehow. Like, okay. I would either go onto my friends' Facebook pages and pull the ones that I was tagged up. Okay. You know, I mean, like, okay. I would. Right. I hadn't thought okay. about So you Facebook. feel like there's backups for pictures, but not for money. But I feel like in this yeah, hypothetical scenario, if you are losing the pictures, you have to lose them. You know, like, mm. cheating yeah. and going on Facebook, there's okay. got to be, like, some virus that wipes Facebook out. I mean, that's Facebook basically out. saying, I have a backup, so I don't care about losing my pictures. Yeah. Okay, so the ones from, like, the 70s and the 80s yeah. and, the, you know, before Facebook existed, mm. those really are all gone. Yeah. Right. Which... I guess, but that's pretty the, sad. It is like pretty sad. L- later on, when you want to share those photos right. with future generations or something like that, that's right. gone. Right? They're, they are. They're gone. But I would rather they be gone than income or you know retirement plans or that kind yeah, of thing. I don't okay. know. Maybe that's a little cynical. I don't know. I, it's hard to choose because I'm trying to think of it now in terms of like being a parent. Like you know, yeah. I. I you can't lose all the photos of the kid, but then, like, you can't lose the money to take care of the kid. So, like, you know. Right, exactly. It's awful. It's awful. It's totally awful. So yeah. my first response to you wanted to be kind of the highbrow answer, which is pictures are memories. Yeah. So you don't want to lose the memories. You can always make more money, but you can't right. relive the memories. But then um, the reality is I thought about it. I've actually lost my pictures so many times these days. Oh. Really? It's, you know, it's on your phone. Right. And so you don't transfer them to the new phone now, or anything? Now I do. Now I'm, a tech I do. Guy. Yeah. I'm a tech guy, and so I'd love to tell you that backups, you know, backups are very mm-hmm. important, but I normally, unfortunately, my own backup is sometimes the last one I think about. Um, and now, yes, they sync the, you know, cl- syncs to the cloud, and you have all these sort of backups. But in the, in the last decade, I've probably had one or two phones that e- either got destroyed or lost, yep. and pictures were completely gone. And I'll be honest with you. I don't really remember which pictures I lost. Now, that being said, it wasn't like uh, a first step or mm. a graduation or something like that. It was just, you know, memories from 2012. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, and so the reality is, I guess I really, you know, you can't recreate those memories, or I guess you you can create new memories. You can't recreate those. But I got over it fairly quick. Like I, I don't even know. I guess I just don't really remember what happened in 2012, I mm. guess, now. But it's not documented very well. But it's a, I got over it. It's a good point. I feel the same. I've lost, oh, my God, hundreds of pictures when I... I remember transferring phones or had to get a new phone or something. And I'm not techie at all. Like, And I didn't really think about backing up. I just assumed that they were... In the cloud. Somewhere. Yeah, right. Somewhere. Mm. Um, not... Not so much. Yeah, and anymore. so you, you survived. You I did. Okay. I and you know what? Were it's you funny. heartbroken? I, for a minute, you know, <laughs> for a minute. But then I started to take new pictures, and all of a sudden my camera roll and yeah. my phone was filled up again. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, there was a moment we were on the phone or somewhere the other day, and we talked about Facebook being on its way out. Right? Yeah. Was mm. that you? Yeah. And it occurred to me that Facebook is now my digital photo album. Like yeah. anytime mm. I take a trip upload all the photos yeah. and that and it's called Japan 2018 or whatever um, if Facebook really does go away mm. 
what is the no point? Facebook will never go away. Okay. I okay. just think like a lot of people will migrate away from it. You know, like MySpace is still out there somewhere. I say somewhere. It's at MySpace.com. <laughs> you can go there right now. But I use it as my backup. Same <laughs> as you yeah. Meaning, it's I put it up there. You know, I think a lot of people these days assume that when you're posting these personal pics up, it's because you're bragging about. It. No, actually, no. it's about. I just want to mm. put it somewhere so I can go back and reference so it because I know I'm going to lose a phone. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the Google and the Amazon backup, the the photo clouds or yeah, whatever, yeah. I have both of those. Yep. But they're not as easy to find as Facebook. There you go. Mm. And and look, and being in tech, in supporting literally thousands of users around New Jersey and New York, over the last, I guess, what has it been? Digital photos have been around for 15 years now, oh maybe God. 10, 15? years. Yeah, like ever since 2004, we 2003, out, somewhere yeah. there. Yeah. Ever since we stopped yeah. printing them out. There are so many people who come to us because a hard drive crashed, mm. whether it be a laptop, whether it be a phone, whatever it might be. And you can recover stuff off of hard drive. So I guess the true question is, what do people pay to recover? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, there'll be one or two instances I can think of over the last decade or so where somebody, where we've sent a drive out to drive recovery folks, which by the way, this costs a lot of money. We're talking like thousands of bucks to recover the, 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 the and, there goes your money. <laughs> and there goes your money. So, so they're willing to trade a thousand bucks to yeah. recover things like a wedding album or something like that. But that is so rare. The vast majority of people, they say, the hard drive crashed, what I do? I, and then they, then they find out they had no backup or whatever it might be. And we tell them, okay, you have an option to get this back. As soon as they find out the price, guess what they want more than their photos? Yeah. Their money. Mm -hmm. So uh, so the reality is, I guess, memories are nice, but people are okay with creating new memories. Yeah. I don't know, you kind of put it into a different perspective for me because I was going to go with the pictures, like saving the pictures because I was thinking like, we've done a lot of like renovations on the house lately. I'm like, how much money do I really have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when you mentioned the 401, I was like, no, I would cry so hard if I, I lost all of that. I know. So, yeah, yeah I guess I we'll go with the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just greedy bad people? I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe. So in 2008, remember when the, the world stopped yeah. because Wall Street exploded? Mm. I remember I opened my 401k statement like three months later. I just didn't want to open oh, it for the first yeah, couple yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when I finally did open it, half was gone. Like 50%. And it was like, I was young enough, I was fine, but right. it was a full body cringe. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was not cool. And I don't know, the older I get, the more, I don't know, nervous I get. Mm. And it's not like I'm destitute or anything. Like we do okay oh. here at yeah. BIA, right? That's, but it's a safety net. It's a point of comfort. <laughs> yes, yeah. it totally is. It mm. totally is. I was telling somebody the other day, um, so I'm newly divorced and, you know, just handling my own finances for the first time in yep. my life. <laughs> I, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was actually going to say is, nobody handles like old photos better than you do, but go ahead. What? what is because that? you like put like, you know, like other pictures on top of, you know, like, anyway, sorry. What like, are you talking about? So like you were saying you were newly divorced we and we were just talking about photos. photos. Right. I was saying like nobody handles like old photos better than you do because rather than just throwing them away, you put like little things over the parts <laughs> of old photos that you don't want to be reminded of anymore. So there will be like a photo of like Kate Middleton over like her ex-husband anymore. <laughs> like in a frame that in her house. Hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So there were some group pictures. Wait, is there really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was a couple of group pictures that I didn't want to get rid of. Okay. And so I just went. We got to teach you how to crop. <laughs> I 
don't know how to do that. Yeah. No, because <laughs> like the, the parts that she wants to like not remember are dead in the middle of the photo. They're like dead you know? center, right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know how to do that. And it was already like a physical photograph. So I just went to the um like a CVS and I bought a couple of magazines and I cut out some heads and right. I just Like most people would just <laughs> replace the photos in the frames all together. You and, know? When, and, and when people see these photos, what do they think? <laughs> they think it's awesome. No, it's the funniest it's thing. The funniest. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually show you. I have a, a digital copy on my phone. It is okay. the funniest thing. No, no, ever. I, I it, it sounds hysterical to it me. It is. But it, it would definitely uh, prompt a conversation. Of yeah. course. And the yeah. conversation is usually, oh my god, did you do this? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so I I guess I was just going to say that I'm very uh, focused on money mm. right now. Um, and even when it dips below like a high number, I get yeah, itchy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just, so no, yeah. Anxiety, money, it's very anxiety inducing yeah. to know that, that the the safety nest might be in That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So you're you're on uh, the money side, huh? I guess we so. We all decided yeah. money. I mean, that would be heartbreaking though. Like we've documented like all these big moments in I the know. kid, yeah. you know, like you mentioned the first steps, I've got those, you yeah. know, like yeah. it's it's that and, would be I, and and to your point, I don't know that I fully appreciate the photos until they like pop out of nowhere. Hmm. Like one of the coolest things about Facebook uh -huh. is that reminder feature. Yeah, the memories. Oh, Mem yes. Memories, memories. Yes. And the, mm. and these are photos that frankly would have, I guess, 20 years ago been in a photo album somewhere and you sure. randomly yeah. come across them. But Facebook brings them back to you and you're like, wow, that was, you know, that was a yeah. really cool moment. Yeah. Google will do that every once in a while. I'll get an email from Google Photos. And here's what like, you missed. Or yeah, yeah. Here's what you were doing this day three years ago or five mm. years ago. Or, right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of nice. It's also a little scary. I'm like, I didn't upload them to you. So why do you have those there? <laughs> you know, like, oh, wow, that's free. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Rashad, yeah. it's been about a year mm. since okay. the last time you were on our show. Yeah. So for those of our audience members who don't remember, just remind everybody what you do. Sure. So uh, do a whole bunch of things. Uh, number one is uh, Domain Computer Services. So I'm the president of Domain Computer Services, which is a IT service provider, uh, member, uh, sponsor with BIA. Um, and we are the outsourced IT company for a couple hundred businesses around New Jersey and in New York City. So essentially, we are the outsourced IT department for all of these businesses. Um, also, a couple of other things, and, and kind of very notable mo most recently, is Intern IT, which is a program that we developed in conjunction with, first with Mercer County Community College, um, and now, like brand new news, like literally in the last couple of weeks, we've um, uh, put together an arrangement with Middlesex County Community College as well. Uh, and essentially, it's a program to help fill uh, the skills gap that is uh, very apparent in our industry, in particularly in New Jersey, but probably all, all, all around the country, uh, where we can't find good IT talent. And the reality is rather than looking overseas, which is really the only option that we had before, we're developing it in our own backyard. And so with these community colleges, we're identifying talent that frankly we were ignoring before because we always required a four-year degree. Yeah. And uh, finding out that there's some exceptional folks there that just because of money or geography, uh, we're not able to go to a four-year program. And now that we actually woke up to the fact and noticed them, uh, they have been exceptional. The first the first cohort, actually, I guess the last time I was back, I don't know if we talked about intern IT, but we were probably going through our first cohort with Mercer at that time. Uh, all of those, 100%, fully salaried, benefits, all of that, 100% success rate as far wow. as them becoming full-time salaried employees. Um, we, you know, we know we're not going hit to hit a thousand uh, going forward, uh, but now we're in our fourth cohort with Mercer, 
and going to be doing our first with Middlesex. So that's that's actually a really exciting thing, not only for us, but also for Domain, because Intern IT is the farm system to create the talent for companies like not only Domain, but other IT providers, but not just IT providers, other IT departments. Every you know every company has, you guys have an IT department, mm -hmm. right? So I know Gene, Gene Tom. Shout Daddy. out to Gene Shout Tom. Out to Shout Jeannie. out to Gene Tom. Mike Rooney. Yeah. 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 And so uh, I'm sure Gene needs staff at some point or assistance or things along those lines. And uh, to go out and try to recruit and identify that talent, develop that talent, hire that talent uh, is very tough considering mm -hmm. that there's a negative unemployment rate in the IT industry. And so uh, programs like Intern IT are helping kind of move the needle on that. That's really cool. Yeah. So last time you were here, I think your the unemployment rate in your industry was negative five. It, it, it And you know, so that a lot of that, uh, those numbers are estimates from the marketplace. Sure. The, the point here is, it's negative. Yeah, there that's are, amazing to me. There is so many more openings than qualified candidates. Sure. And uh, I mean, unemployment right now in general in the country is very low right. across the board. Mm -hmm. uh, but in our industry, it's ridiculous. And I'll see a lot of people, I think, had the mentality that uh, companies would go overseas to like India or Philippines because of cost. And, and actually, so there's just a webinar earlier today. Right? I was going to say, I was going to promote it because, yeah. you know, we were on the air this morning. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's going to air 12 hours from now tomorrow. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not usual that we let that go all the way to the wire like that. But this morning, Anthony DeGraw from um, Domain Computer, Computer Services <laughs> was on and completely unprompted. He promoted this show. So I felt like I would read, you know, <laughs> nice. like pay it back and promote that on youtube.com slash njbia or our Facebook page, you can actually get Anthony's webinar on outsourcing, which aired this morning. That's right. So I think a lot of people uh, have this mentality of outsourcing in order to reduce costs. And there's no doubt about it. That's a big reason uh, to do that. Um, but a big reason why the industry is using countries like India now, India now, if you use India, it's 40 bucks an hour. Wow. They're not cheap anymore. Wow. Meaning for good talent. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can probably get some secondhand or thirdhand uh, resources overseas that are way cheaper than that. But, you know, proven providers mm -hmm. that larger companies or, or mature companies in the U.S. would use, you got to pay 40 bucks an hour for somebody in India, somebody who's good. Mm. Wow. So it's not just about cost. It's just that they're, that's where the skills are. Hmm. And so outsourcing is not just a function of cost savings. It's a function of can you get the talent you need to do this properly? Right. And uh, and the reality is, um, in some industries, in particular in IT, uh, no, you can't. The the it's very difficult for folks to find the right talent or develop the talent. Uh, and so that's why programs like Intern IT are so important. That's why programs like what's going on in New Jersey right now with the new apprenticeship programs that the state has announced that BIA NJBIA is very involved in promoting. Uh, with the Department of Labor here in the state. That's why they are so important because it is helping give people the skills to fill the jobs that are sitting wide open right now. And these mm -hmm. are these are high paying jobs in good industries, um, not just tech, but uh, you know, in a wide variety of industries and uh, and getting employers to now take the, um, I'd say control in their own hands to some extent to be able to create the workers that they need, not just hope that the workers are available. Because, you know, when unemployment rate is very high, you can just have a job opening and you have so many people apply and mm. somebody's going to have the skills. Yeah. Uh, when the unemployment rate is this low, no. Uh, you know, there it's a, uh, 
it's definitely way more difficult for industry to find the appropriate staff. And so developing that talent in populations that maybe otherwise would not have had that talent becomes so much more important. Mm -hmm. I think I heard that Amazon recently increased their minimum wage to $15 an hour. And yeah. one of the reasons that they did that was in response to the low unemployment rate, finding, like attracting talent. That's right. Is an issue. That's right. And it gets, and it's getting more and more competitive. And so when companies uh, like Amazon are uh, raising their minimum wage to $15 per hour, that obviously is going to push others yeah. uh, to compete with that. Um, uh, I'll give you another example. Amazon uh, also is has this program. I forget the name of the program off offhand, but it's some workforce development program where they are training their staff, uh, meaning the, the folks who are in the warehouse. They're training their staff for skills in careers that are not at Amazon. Hmm. And the reason for that is it's another way they have to attract folks. Otherwise. Uh, there's just too many too many openings out there in the marketplace and this is another way that they attract the folks even though they know that these people are going to potentially go and work somewhere else because you know their their point amazon's point i, I can imagine they haven't told me this kind of <laughs> sort of secret or something but their their point is how do you get somebody to come in and work in a warehouse and stock you know boxes in between these robots that are moving all around you uh, over and over again uh, and for how long can you actually do this? I mean, you're not, you're not going to, you can't do this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do it for a couple of years. And so, however, if we can show you that by working this job, because somebody needs to do it by working this job, you also have an opportunity to develop skills that will take you somewhere else, whether in Amazon or somewhere else. Um, now it makes it way more attractive to do this, yeah. you know, monotonous job, mm -hmm. perhaps. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so I, I get it. I get their point of view. And this is how employers have to uh, compete in order to make sure that they're uh, attractive to folks. E even, for example, domain in our companies. Um, you know, we always thought we were very, very progressive when it came to uh, benefits and things along those lines. But we're reevaluating some of those. Like, so, for example, a simple thing. We used to have a waiting period for uh, health benefits. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because we just... Industry that, standard. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's just what everyone did. Yeah. That's what just everyone did. Yeah. Um, we got rid of that. We're, we're to zero. Day one, you get the benefits. And you know, for for small and medium-sized businesses, uh, where you know, when you first start off, you don't even have benefits for anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those are the sort of things that you have to do: flexible uh, PTO schedules, remote work. I mean, these are the sort of things that I think employers need to think about in order to remain competitive. Because getting good talent is hard, and um, and retaining good talent is potentially even harder. So, mm -hmm. um, the day and you know, the days of where um, you know uh, staff were just employees for life and there was pensions and people would stay in jobs for yeah. 10, 20 years. I think that's gone. Um, but you know, we as an employer, you don't want to be in a position where staff is there for two years. Because by the time you get them fully onboarded, up and running, then you're doing the cycle again. Yeah, you got to so, pay to train them. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so retaining them, retaining, retaining good staff, making, uh, making sure that the, the job is attractive and, and leads to a career path that they want to continue with, is, is incredibly important. Otherwise, the cost of turnover uh, can kill a business, especially for a service business, yeah. where uh, our product is our people, our services, our reputation. Hmm. Interesting. So quick change of uh, topic. You told me once that you have a third sort of wheel of um, business, and it was like Yelp for businesses. You're like, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, mean, I was really like, concerned there. I was like, what is he pulling out? <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll, yes. I'll try to see. So actually, so that's where I'm going to right after today. See this? Yeah. Reputation is your wealth. 
All right, so if you are listening to this on <laughs> iTunes or basically anywhere other than the YouTube version, Rashad okay. pulled off his suit jacket. He's, He's got a t-shirt on underneath for this service. Okay, yeah, so this is uh, this is an offshoot. And now I'm jealous. I don't have the t-shirt, you know? <laughs> okay, next time. Next, next time, time, I'll bring t-shirts yeah. for everyone. Um, so, yeah, so it's... it's uh, I wouldn't call it an offshoot, but it's, a, it's another kind of parallel business that did yeah. get driven off of domain. So yeah. domain secret to success was our reputation. You know, this is, uh, we, we always felt that we, um, you know, what differentiated us from the marketplace was our people, our processes, and, and the reputation that that ultimately uh, delivered. And so we wrote a tool, this is going back quite a few years now, called BizRatings, bizratings.com, which is that Yelp, Yelp uh, thing yeah. that you remembered, mm -hmm. um, that uh, was able to help market domains reputation to the marketplace. And so, for example, uh, now if you go on Google and you do a search for domain, you'll see thousands of reviews about us. And I'd love to tell you that uh, IT service is such an interesting topic that clients just want to, you know, say, no, it's not. It's, 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 you know, they would never think to leave a review unless it's prompted. And so BizRatings is a tool that kind of pulls those reviews from our clients um, in the form of customer satisfaction surveys that they respond to. Now, the next leg, and this is really cool. Uh, the next leg of it is another product that's kind of related to biz ratings that's called 360score.me. So I'm going to describe this to you. And this kind of follows and on this that. t-shirt kind of like serves as two in one because yeah. that's right. bizratings.com and 360score. Exactly. Nice. And both and so both of them are tied back to reputation, um, which is biz ratings is what is the reputation of your organization in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. So what do, do the clients of domain think of not only domain, but our individual engineers? 360 score says, okay, that's your reputation in the marketplace. What is the reputation of your staff in the eyes of each other? Hmm. In order to uh, up the- I was just thinking that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Well, it can be very, yeah. it can, it can, look, at the end of the day, it's a tool. Mm. Right. And so uh, it can be used for good or it can be used for not so good. Uh, we have so just yesterday actually we were and, and after and after this meeting I have another uh, um, demo of the product but uh, just last uh, yesterday we were onboarding a, a, a large company with the 360 score tool and and yeah to your point uh, a lot of people were first getting introduced to this and you can see the anxiety on people's faces sure um, because the reality is everyone in your organization that you work with has an opinion about you they just may not be sharing it with you. Yeah. Mm. And and so the question is, is it better kept a secret? Or is it better put, a, put out there so that way people can act on it? And our argument is, and our yeah, argument know. is, <laughs> yeah, so, so what we tell people right out of the gate is, if you have a toxic culture, don't use our tool. Because it's like, literally, it's going to be like pouring gasoline. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. thinking. We do not have a toxic we environment don't. No, here. I know but, NJBIA. Remember, yeah. I'm on the board now, yeah. so I'm, I'm familiar with you guys. And you guys do not have a toxic culture. You have a very good culture. You guys yeah. are focused on the right things. You're focused on empowering staff and things along those lines. Yeah. However, if you're in a culture where uh, there's a lot of secrecy, um, a lot of people talk behind people's backs. A tool like 360score.me can be used in really horrible ways, mm -hmm. where this now just becomes a bullying mechanism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so very importantly, like so before, um, we had a couple of companies that signed up for the tool, and we didn't fully appreciate how important it was to get them thinking right about the tool. And so we kind of just gave it to them, 
and <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what let's see what happens. Okay. okay. So it can go it can go a couple of ways. You had some companies who just frankly they didn't even know what this was. Like employees would start getting surveys about other people and they did, they had no idea what to do, and so they would start doing it like Uber, uh, where mm -hmm. Uber is essentially where you give you have to give everyone a 5.0 unless somebody vomited in the car, <laughs> right? I mean, right. Nine, I think the the number is like 95 percent of Uber and Lyft scores are five out of fives. So essentially, if you don't get a five, you're horrible. Mm. Um, and so a lot of people would start using the tool that way. And then we found found our product to be very similar to other uh, rating review HR tools that are out there where everyone just gave everyone 100. And so it was meaningless. Yeah. It was completely meaningless. What we found made the biggest difference is we had to train people on, look, this is the scale. And so, by the way, we use an A to F scale, like grading oh. scale. Yeah. And so we have to rem remind people, what's average? Average is not 95. Right. Mm. Average is 75. Yeah. So basically, I went in and gave Kate an A, or an A and then Rashad was like, really, though? <laughs> is Kate really an A? Yeah. You know? well, well, actually, I, I'm cool with you giving I mean, Kate. Average is kind of a C. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with you giving Kate an A, but if you give everyone mm. an A+, plus, yeah. my friend, you got to, like, you know, you have very low standards. Mm. Uh, or, or, or you are using this like that Uber kind of mechanism, yeah. which is I'm just going to give everyone a, a high grade. So, so you have people who just discard the tool, and then yes, then you potentially have the toxic companies, where now they see this as a mechanism for okay, now I get to kind of throw dirt out there, mm. and and if that's the way that companies are going to use the tool, then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Uh, but then we found out coaching people, onboarding them. So we've now created an entire kind of coaching platform where we have coaches who are using our product and then we'll train companies on this is how you use the tool properly. Mm. If, if used properly, it takes culture to the next level. And the reason why is because you, have, it, you create an environment of radical candor where people will now speak the truth to each other rather than just judge each other and resent each other without telling them what they really, like, so for example, you two. Um, you have, it's, you're it's like, oh so wow, bad. where's this gonna I go? I already gave you an A, all right? Rashad's <laughs> the one that talked me down, okay? okay? Okay, So the reality is, you guys know each other very well. Yeah. Right, okay? You know each other's strengths, you know each other's weaknesses, you know each other's blind spots. Probably. Or at least a lot of them. Yeah. You're gonna know each other's blind spots a lot better than you're gonna know my blind spots. Right. Right, just because right. you've had this level of exposure with each other. And the question is, will you guys benefit from having an honest, open conversation with each other about what these blind spots are? Mm. Okay? Because if you don't know what Yeah, but is it like public and permanent? Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was a whole episode of the Black Mirror about yes. this and it didn't yes. go well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nosedive. Yes, yeah. with um, okay. Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. <laughs> you should totally watch it. It's you amazing. You should totally watch <laughs> that. And that, is, and that is this gone wrong. Yes, it's yeah. this gone very, very yeah. wrong. So not this is not public. This is mm. all anonymous. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is oh, all anonymous. Oh, it's anonymous. Oh, yes. So Vinny doesn't know what I have written and said. No, so what you would, what you would get is you. I no no. He would get that. Yeah no no. What I was worried about was like the the general public doesn't know oh, that oh, like God, Rashad no. talked me into giving you a C. Yeah no no so. no, no, yeah. no no. So so the the reality is uh, your the entire organization or everyone you work with Kate would get surveyed about you and then would have an ability to provide you feedback anonymously. So you now get all of this anonymous feedback scores and all of that sort of stuff. And we found the score that you get is pretty darn close to what your actual reputation in the organization is, in organizations that do this properly. 
And so you'll have a pretty good idea of what's going on. And if you have the right mindset, you're also going to get a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you're doing great, and so you should keep doing it. Right. But you're also going to find out a lot of things that you need to improve. I'll give you an example. Um, so I'm actually in a position that's at most risk of having a lot of blind spots, and that is being the CEO of an organization. And the reason why is people are afraid to tell me the truth. Because, you know, they potentially fear the consequences or just, you know, seniority. And and so prior to us using this tool, you know, there's a lot of people that had opinions about my behavior, but they didn't have a good mechanism to share it with me after using the tool. And so this is actually when we uh, onboard new companies for the tool, uh, I share with them what I did. I shared all my negative feedback that I got through the tool, not positive, because I mean, like, you know, I had plenty of positive stuff too, but the negative stuff was the tough stuff for me to digest. Mm. And I had to do everything but like put my fist in my mouth, not to kind of, <laughs> you know, um, wa want to qualify and say, well, this person said this, but they don't know this or this context. Right. Like, you justify. Almost justify yeah, it, exactly. I get it. And that's just a human reaction, I think. Totally. But once I got over that, once I got over that and I actually paid attention to the comments, the reality is the vast majority of this was true. I mean, this is people that are around me more than my family. I was going to say, your wife works at the company, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of those bad ratings could have been her. You don't no. know. Oh <laughs> Can you imagine you hack the back end and find out that all the constructive criticism <laughs> came from Michelle? So, by the way, <laughs> right, right, right out of the gate, I made a mistake <laughs> with Michelle where we actually... So, the, the way that it works is your proximity in the org chart with each other mm -hmm. is how you decide who, who gets to review who. Okay. Um, because, you know, in a larger organization, there's going to be people that just don't know each other. Yeah. And then there, then it's weighted based on your proximity. Right. So me and Michelle are actually very close in the org chart. Right. So right out of the gate, yes, there was feedback, yeah. scoring. <laughs> I went in, we, and right out of the gate, I'm like, I'm, I'm changing this to zeros. Meaning we cannot rate, this is not right. Yeah. We cannot rate each other. This <laughs> right. is not going to go well. No. Um, oh, my God. So, so, we, so we changed that. Uh, but the feedback I got, it was dead on true. I mean, you know, some of it was maybe a little bit out of context. They didn't understand some aspects. But things like, um, and this is hard stuff to tell a CEO, uh, in meetings, you uh, start talking and keep talking for a while, and it's hard for others to get a word in. Um, uh, the way that you respond uh, when some people provide feedback is sometimes uh, kind of off-putting and cuts them off. I'll be honest, this is true. Yeah. Mm. This is true. I was going to say, it's really brave of you to share this stuff on our I podcast. Which is an entertaining podcast. You I know? agree. That's but, but, if I but if I don't know that, how am right. I going to improve it? Mm. Right. I thought I was like really well behaved in meetings. Right. Or actually, no. In retrospect, I now know that uh, I can be very dominant. Like even right now, I've probably talked over you guys so many times. I mean, that's just kind of what I do. But I need, if I'm going to improve myself, uh, I need to know what my blind spots are, and, uh, and now I have an ability to move it, move the needle on it. And CEOs, we're in the biggest, we have the biggest problem because no one speaks truth to power. Hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's 360score.me. So yeah, uh, so now uh, when people ask me what do I do, I just say I'm a tech entrepreneur just because there's you know a couple of these different things. <laughs> so it's many like, buckets. Yeah, you so want you want a 20 minute answer, or I'll just give you the, <laughs> the two Interesting. words. Interesting. Hmm. I, 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 um, so would that be scary for you guys, by the way, to 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 have a three sixty score? I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like a, like we said, we had a we have a great culture here. We do. Um, yeah, but I could see how in some places it would be very very scary. Yeah. I don't know. Like I hmm. see. Yeah. So some people come out with the with the um, attitude of no, I, I want to know where I stand. Yeah. Right. I want to know where I stand because if if people think I suck or think I need to improve on something. 
I want to know about it because how else am I going to change it? Yeah. Or then you have the reverse, which is I'm afraid to know what people mm. really think good. about me because then how am I going to react? Yeah. One of my favorite expressions is other people's opinion of you is none of your business. And, you know, it's really easy to get lost in the whole, oh my gosh, what do they really think of me? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, especially when you're a teenager and, you know, call, it's, it's, you know, difficult. Yeah. And um, so that has, I have tried to take that to heart for a long time and mm. just not worry what other people's opinion of me is. But professionally, mm. I agree. I think it would be really helpful to know yeah. because I try really hard to know what my blind spots are, but yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Mm. And look, the reality is this, and this is kind of, you know, the whole reputation is your wealth concept that we, all of these organizations are kind of built around. Yeah. Um, what you think of yourself is ego. Right. What other people think of you is your reputation. Right. And the reality is your ego isn't going to give you a raise. Right. Your ego isn't going to promote you. Your ego isn't going to give you opportunities. It's going to be other people. So even though, you know, the, and we call this the surfer mentality, like don't worry what other people think as long as you tried your best. You know what? That's that's BS. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's okay for your ego in order to kind of right. maintain yourself. And it, t and, it, and it creates a nice story for ourselves to feel good about ourselves. But if you want to get ahead in this world, it kind of not sort of matters what other people think. Totally. It's kind of everything. Did you ever see the um, the Netflix slide deck where they talked about uh, hard work is irrelevant? Mm, no. It's amazing. So apparently the culture at Netflix is that um, don't tell me that you worked really hard if you produced nothing. <laughs> right. If it takes you eight hours to produce four hours worth of work, that's not going to get you a pat on the back. Yeah. Don't tell me how hard you worked. It's irrelevant. What did you do? It's results. Exactly. It's results. And so I would love to tell people that, you know, it doesn't matter what everyone else in your office thinks as long as you're working hard, right? Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not the way the world works. Mm -mm. Uh, and this is actually one of the most important messages that we teach these interns when, when we're bringing them in for intern IT, which is letting them know, look, how your peers, your mentors, your coworkers, your supervisors, uh, later on, your reports, yeah. you know, how these people see you is everything. Yeah. Um, if you are just confident that you're doing a good job, I'm sorry, that's not a good enough view. Mm -mm. That, that in and of itself is not going to get you anywhere. Somebody else has got to buy into that as well. And so that's really why we wrote 360 Score, because mm -hmm. you, even though it's scary to know what other people think of you, it is incredibly important. Now, you don't want to go down the whole nosedive black mirror. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. like, that is... Th it, you what just happened? Totally, well, all right, so the, the episode is where um, they live in a world where you get rated on every single interaction you have. So if you and I are in the elevator together and we go down, then I rate you on based on, like, how pleasant you were in our, you know, trip down the elevator. And everything in your life, from your interest rates to, like, where you live, is based on how good your score China is. China is kind of doing something. Yeah, I heard about that, so and that really so terrified me, and yeah. just thinking, like, wow, this this can't yeah. be a thing. So, <laughs> as I said, it can go bad. Yeah. Right? It's a t uh, it, this is a tool. It can go bad. But the reality is, right now, when we were coming up in the elevator together, we weren't rating each other, but we had impressed. If one of us completely weirdly misbehaved, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we we would have. That would have been a we data would log point. It, right? Yeah, we would log it, and mm -hmm. that would be part of our overall impression of that person and part of that reputation. Correct. And the reality is, we can argue and say that's scary and all of that all we want. It's happening all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We have these things called brains 
that are uh, measuring all of this data of our interactions with each other. And the smartest ones of us actually are really good at measuring other people's reputation. So that way uh, we know who's going to waste our time, who is beneficial for us to spend time with, who is a good client, who is... You know, all the, yeah. yeah, you are describing the negative things about this episode to like core. You know, like. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it it really does come down to um, whether or not you want to know and how how it's scary to know, but it's scary or not to know. I mean, theoretically, we have Is performance it? reviews, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's it. not yeah. like. It's not like you should be flying blind anyway. Right. Yeah, but, but I guess it depends on how good your performance review is right. in terms of like how honest and all that. Yeah. No, and the perform and so really, three hundred and sixty score is just an add-on to performance reviews. Mm -hmm. Meaning, three uh, a performance review generally is in one direction. Yeah. You know, from your supervisor to you, this is now not just the view of the supervisor because the supervisor, depending on the size of the organization, may not have that full view of you. Mm -hmm. um, your coworkers, I think, add some color. Uh, if people report to you, I think that adds color. And so uh, this is really bringing to the attention of the organization, everyone is potentially a teacher of everyone else, mm. as opposed to the, the supervisor is the only one that can tell you what you need to improve on. Mm. Right. I don't know if that's right. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more to be learned in an organization. So anyway, that's 360score.me. Wow. I feel like we've got a lot to think about. You want to take a break? Yeah. I'll, let's <laughs> let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to play Awful or Awesome. Cool. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And we're back, and it's time to play Awful or Awesome. I'm going to explain what the game is, even though I feel like probably shouldn't have to anymore, because so many people just re-listen. We're know. 34 episodes deep. You know? <laughs> Although we didn't do it for the first, like, however. We didn't do it the last time you were here, so. Oh, my gosh. So have yeah. you have not yet played Awful or Awesome. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I will. That was a season two thing. Yeah, it's okay. a season two thing, right. Okay. okay, so Awful or Awesome is where I'm going to name three things, and then mm. we have to decide quickly whether it is Awful or Awesome and defend your answer. Okay, for each one of the items. For each yeah. one. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Yep, ready? Yeah. Ready. All right, people who come to work sick and or bring their kids to daycare sick. It's kind of a gimme. Absolutely awful. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. conversation? This is my that? new pet peeve. Like, <laughs> so we um, we recently sent Chloe off to daycare for the first time, like within a month. And uh, somebody brought their kid to daycare with a stomach flu and got the entire class sick and all the parents sick. And I... Nothing made me more mad in my life. You, know, <laughs> you, know, like, you were out for like two days and yeah, you, it was, you lost a whole weekend. Too. Yeah, actually, you know what else I lost? I'm like eight pounds slimmer now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, like so. I was wondering. Yeah. I didn't want to ask, but hey, I, was you know, I hey. thought maybe. The so there's the there's upsides to the flu, you know. Oh, I get to wow. look better on camera. Although the camera adds ten pounds, so yeah. you know maybe it's you're a wash. Net, but net. but it was adding ten more pounds yeah. before. But no, I actually had a conversation with one of our members, and I won't name the name, but she was telling me recently that when she when her daughter was a kid, you know, like two years old or so, they had a big hundred plus person birthday party planned and it was really expensive and everything but the night before her kid got the flu and she wasn't sure whether to cancel it or not and so she didn't because she didn't want to lose out on all the money that she had spent uh, yeah. on the party and she got she said 90 percent of the party sick we're talking pregnant mothers <gasps> the elderly the grandparents the parents the kids people that had to catch flights the next day then they all brought that flu home to like their families and i was like that is heinous yeah. like, we're that like patient is, yeah. zero patient in, zero oh my yeah. god that's yeah. horrendous that is terrible yeah, yeah it is no yeah. Ha having three kids myself that's a huge pet peeve of mine yeah. especially during the season that we're coming into right now 
That's why I bathe in antibacterial. Mm. Because the kids are... Is that the trick? The transport. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, once it, knock on wood, it, it's been okay, but you get a lot of pushback. I remember when my kids were young, I would have, you know, grandparents, and, and anytime people came to the house, I would say, you know, before you interact with the kids, use some antibacterial. And I would get so much judgment, mm. you know, especially from the older generation. Just kind of like, oh, we're not dirty, we bathed before no. we came, and like, you know, all this sort it's of stuff. about that. But in this in in this day and age, I mean, they're saying the you know the the flu killed God knows how many people last mm. year. Yeah, and uh, uh, that is a huge pet peeve. And I think just out of convenience, yeah. people let it slide. Yeah. It, yeah, you know what it is like. All right, so Chloe had gotten sick, and then she had gotten better. And as she was getting better, we started to get sick. So there was a moment there where we were actually kind of looking forward to sending her off to daycare because we were like, you know. It's, it's really tough to be both a parent and somebody throwing up on the couch. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you just want to be like, get out of my face. Yeah. But she threw up, like, you know, the night before. And we were like, we can't do that. We can't be those people. Like, you know, she got re-sick. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person that sends her off into that. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. I feel like as adults, we have a better handle on this. Like, yeah. we don't get each other sick at work very often. Right. You know, like, sometimes when you have a cold, it's hard to stay out for three weeks, but, right. no, you know, the, like, the kids are, it's just a constant cycle. Uh, I agree. It's awful. It is awful. It's I, so awful. I'm so mad about this. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on, All sure. Right. Uh, desktop computers. Oh, I love them. Versus, like, a laptop that you can just take home and... Yeah. Yeah. So much more powerful. Okay. More monitors. Mm. Yeah. Uh, bigger more, monitor, certainly. Bigger monitors for sure, and yeah. uh, and and also I just I I'm not one of these guys that can get a lot of work done sitting in a Starbucks mm. surrounded by twenty other people. No. Uh, I, I like to be able to focus, quiet, and uh, being at my desk in my office, whether home office or in the office. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a desktop computer guy. I have a laptop, but it just you know I I, I use it when I'm traveling. Hmm. Right. I've definitely become a laptop guy. Like I have a, a dedicated gaming desktop in my house, but I don't do anything with it outside of gaming. So like no surfing the internet, nothing. But other than that, like I used to have to have like the desktop computer that was attached to like the router and the Wi-Fi. And now you don't need to do that. Like now right, those right. things can independently exist yeah. wherever the, the port is in your house. So yeah, like it's it's not something I really, I mean, other than here, we use the desktop computers here. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've definitely gotten to a point where I prefer the laptop. Yeah. I for, use a lot of specialized software, too. so it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Keyboard. Like, I need a full keyboard. I have huge hands. Yeah. So those little things, I just I can't, can't yeah. do them. I've gotten used to the ergonomic keyboard, too, so it can be a little hard to do uh, the laptops. And I hate those little pads. Oh, I'm kind of contradicting no. myself. Like, as I'm saying uh, this, I'm you like, want to no, desktop computers are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like my desktop a lot, but I really love the convenience of a laptop. I love to be able to... Especially for work, like working mm. from home a lot. I know. I didn't, did you hear that? I, I have did. no idea what that sounds. I think that was an alarm coming from a phone. But it's on airplane mode. It but do you have an alarm matter. set? Like airplane mode. That was the quirkiest little sound. It was like you, you still need alerts on airplanes. <laughs> You're right. Let me just check here. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. a reminder. Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Reminder that we're on that, air. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My phone, my actual work phone, rang like a couple episodes ago it when did. Frank was here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, I like the idea of working at my desk, closing it down, throwing it in my bag, and then opening it back up at work or at home the next day if I'm working from home or if I'm okay. on the road. I love the convenience of it. Mm. But yeah, the the big monitors, 
beautiful. I have really long fingers, and so the keyboard, I really like yeah. having the big. And have you ever gotten to a point where you've memorized? It's like playing the piano. You don't even need to look at the keyboard. You're just like doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what typing is. So, I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Are you judging on typing I'm not talking about home row, Right, I'm not talking about just typing. I'm talking about the numbers and the, the delete and the home and the insert. All right, I will give the... you that. Like Q-W-E-R-T-Y, like I've got right. the letters down. Like when you get into the specialty keys that aren't like period and comma. And, judgment. You know, all right, it wasn't judgment. Wow. I was just like, saying like, you know. Typing lessons, hello. <laughs> I mean, you basically described the most basic thing about using a computer. I realized that I did that. You're right, but look, that's look. not what I was really talking about. She likes the full keyboard. Like, isn't I it like, awesome when you go the to the pool keyboard. and you get wet? You know? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> Such abuse. I can't even do it. So, Moving on. So desktop, yes. I'm a, yes. a desktop guy. Sure. Yeah, me too. All right. Cell phones at the dinner table. I, I don't know. Like, um, recently, this became my wife's big pet peeve. Like, so, because I guess, like, before the kid... It wasn't that big of a deal. We just no. do whatever, and now like we want to present like good behavior. Uh huh. Or yeah. Modeling. You're a role yeah. model now. I know. I know. Do as I say, not yeah. as I do. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's tough for me because this is um, my office here is a dead zone. So like when I get home is when like you know I kind of catch up on the day. Sure. Yeah. And like dinner occurs like basically almost as soon as I get in the door. So you know there's like things they're pulling me. You know, but mm -hmm. I, I'm okay. trying not to. I so. get that. Yeah. So you're saying it's awful. Or it's awesome. Um, I guess. Well, what was the the actual oh, wording yeah, of it? Awful. Cell phones at the dinner table. I guess it's awful. Uh, <laughs> You're so sad about it. Guess it's it is. Awful. It's, it's it is awful, but I'm also a hypocrite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like it. It definitely is something that I would prefer didn't happen, mm -hmm. but I'm also guilty of it more often than not. And it's all always out of this self importance of. You know, there might be something that comes up right. that I need to address right yeah. away. But the reality is most of the people who an emergency that would matter to me are at mm -hmm. that table. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if my whole family's there. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I'm I'm so on the fence. I mean, I eat most of my meals at, on my couch in front of the TV, yeah. you know, having enjoying my catch up time, you know, like mm -hmm. like you. Um, but I remember or I was like at, me like a year or two ago. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was at dinner with friends and my one friend, Catherine Doherty, who runs the Charleston area CVB. So if you ever have to go to mm -hmm. Charleston, oh, I'll hook okay. you up. She will take you to all the best That's restaurants. Um, she literally I was doing this, hmm. I was holding my phone, and she literally reached across the table, took it out of my hands, and put it onto the seat next to her. And mm -hmm. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, no phones at the dinner table. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she did it with w was this. Was this like a private meal that you were having, or was it No, it was like or? five or six of us. Okay. Yeah. I've actually thought about doing it to you, too. Like, <gasps> <Yes>. <laughs> No, it, it's a real pet peeve for me when you're with friends. Like, the family, I'm, I now I'm coming around to the idea that I shouldn't do it there. Yeah. But like, if we're hanging Is out. Is there anything else you want to share with me? I know. Well, she's wow. Hey, I was going to give her the A. Spots. You're the one that talked me down to the C. I just want to keep reiterating that. No, like, um, in social settings, I'm like, we're hanging Why out. Why do we go out know? to dinner for exactly. you to look at your Facebook Right, yeah. right, right. That's What's fair. so amazing in Instagram Nothing. right now? Yeah. Nothing. You know, it, it's just a habit. The number of followers that I have, that's what's mm. amazing. That's what's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, amazing. It is quite impressive. No, no, I, fi I find it, myself, uh, same thing. It's like just in downtime, scrolling, yeah. and I don't even know what I'm scrolling for. It's like habit. Yeah. It's a habit. We, yeah. we had this question once, what's your favorite game on your phone? Yeah. And I don't have one. My favorite game is Pinterest. I just like mindlessly 
scroll Pinterest while and you, I'm... And by the way, by the time you're through this, you probably looked at the same stuff. Totally. Like three times. Yes. Yeah. It is completely ridiculous. So, so yeah, we as a society, I think, have this problem, mm -hmm. including myself. So that's why I think it's off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? One more pet peeve since we're on the topic. Mm -hmm. I hate it when people answer their phone in a meeting. It's, I feel like you're basic. And so they'll be like, hello. Oh, hey, Kate. Yeah, I'm in a yeah. meeting right now. I got to call you back. Why did you answer the phone? <laughs> like you're basically telling me, sorry, I'm with somebody more important. Yeah. And when you answer the phone, you were saying to that person, somebody more important might be on the phone. Hang mm, on. Yeah. And I, I think it that. falls into the same bucket of yeah. it's just lack of respect. General rudeness. Yeah. My phone actually has a thing. It's like a preset where you can not answer a call, but then like send an immediate text. Yes. And it gives you certain presets. And one of them is like in a meeting. Right. So I'll usually just like kind of fire that off. But, yeah. yeah. So I thought I was so smart in having a smartwatch. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to look. So let's say I get a text. Yeah. I don't have to look at it. I get it on my watch. But what I didn't realize is... It looks like you're checking the time. It looks time. like I'm checking the time. Yeah, like I'm really bored. How yeah, long I'm is really this bored. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm like, so that, that, that misfired. Mm. So uh, that that is not a, a good hack around that problem. No, it's totally not. All right, I think that was That's game. our game? Yeah. All right, so as I said earlier in the show, we're in a very unique situation where this is coming out 12 hours from when we record it. Normally, and I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit to let you guys know how we do this. Normally, we record it way in advance, and we tell people you really can't promote anything yeah. coming up because it'll be over by the time right. we air. But you, in a very unique situation, get to promote something. So is there anything coming up that you'd like to promote? I would actually love to promote our new uh, partnership with Middlesex County Community College. And in particular, next week, we have an open house there where uh, students, community college students, and it doesn't have to be necessarily just at uh, Middlesex, um, are welcome to come and find out about intern IT. If you're interested in, a, in having a career in technology, um, this is a great opportunity to get paid uh, to learn the skills as well as uh, get on that career ladder for something uh, in the future. And all we look for is a curiosity in technology uh, and a willingness uh, to learn and be teachable. And so, yeah, I, anyone who's at Middlesex County Community College or, or in the, the broader uh, Mercer County, Middlesex area and thinks that might be a good fit, uh, we'd love to have them. We're going to have an open house in uh, next week at Middlesex. You said next week. What would be the actual date? That's a great question, uh, and which I don't have the this answer This is the kind of thing you should have nailed down before, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. a right. week from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe it's uh, Wednesday uh, at lunchtime. So that would be like October 20th, or sorry, no, 17th, right? 17th? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I yeah. want to say October yeah. 17th. Yeah, you're right, Wednesday. you're right. Uh -huh. right. Well, how about this? Uh, if if anyone's interested, they should uh, get in touch with me, and and we'll make sure that they uh, get the appropriate information. So my email address mm. is uh, Rashad R A S H A A D at go-domain.com. If you're interested, let me know, and I'll make sure I forward you over the the correct material. I was going to say this is an awesome segue because my next question is how can people get a hold of you guys <laughs> if they want to take advantage of your services? But I'm assuming you don't have to email the CEO to get a hold of domain. So how would you recommend? Yeah, so, so number one is uh, go visit our website, uh, which is go-domain.com. And uh, on the contact page, you can definitely fill that out to get in touch with uh, our team. Uh, otherwise, please do feel free to reach out to mm -hmm. me and I can forward you uh, to the appropriate staff uh, that can help you out, whether it be with intern IT, whether it be with domains IT services, or frankly, if you're interested in 360 score and things along those lines, uh, I can put you in touch. Awesome. Fabulous. All right. I think that might be our show. That's our show. Okay. All right. Thank you to our subscribers and listeners. We appreciate the support. I, no, no, go ahead. By all means. Wow. I feel the love. I'm feeling <laughs> so hard right now. 
script reading? Is <laughs> yeah, the script reading. Thanks to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comps. So check them out if you're in the market for updated coverage. And finally, thank you to Rashad Bajwa. Thank you so much. Joining us today. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate it. It was a great show. It was. Thank you, guys. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.